on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions Of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF That's where uh, you bring the Qs and I bring the AFs you can submit your questions too. Email those questions in, guys, to askandy at andyforsolo.com. Now, if this is your first time listening, this isn't a normal show. If you're a normal human uh, and you're soft like everybody else, you won't like the show. Just go ahead and turn the shit off. Um, but if you're going to stay because you have skin that's thicker than a fucking saran wrap on a fucking corn dog. Corn dog. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> With a cat with a fucking casserole, no salt. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, if you're one of those people, uh, we have multiple formats on the show. Okay, so today you're gonna get Q and AF. Um, sometimes you're gonna get CTI. That is cruise the internet. That's where we throw up topics, talk about current events. Well, we make fun of these stupid motherfuckers in the world, and we talk about how we can fix the world. Then sometimes we have real talk. Real talk is um, just a five to twenty minute speech. Uh, about what I think needs to be said. That's why it's called Real Talk. Then we have full length. Full lengths are always uh, a little bit longer and they get a little more in-depth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they have to do with my rich, interesting, successful friends. Sometimes we bring on people that disagree with us. And then we argue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, we basically talk about how they got to be who they are and how you're no different than them and how you can do the same kind of shit. All right, look. Personal excellence is what's going to fix this country. We could talk about the fucking problems all day. We could talk about what's going on all day. We could talk about the crazy people ruining the world all day, but that doesn't have an effect on us personally um, if we all collectively look to raise our standards. So that's what the show's about, man. Um, yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. We got your chalkboard up here. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, so, so we, re, we reinstituted uh, an old rule. I'm gonna steal it from back in the uh, the <laughs> from back in the uh, grade school days. You know where you got your name put on the board, and then when I was in school, you got four check marks. Okay, so you got your name, and then you got four checks, and then you got detention. Except in here, when you get to four checks and your name on the board, you got to fucking run. That's what we're gonna do. All right. I don't remember what, what what did you do the other day. I didn't do anything, bro. Yeah. You, oh That's yeah. The thing. So you're just oppressed. Yeah, you're just an oppressed black man. Yeah, it's just you know. Yeah. Well, if you notice, I, we I put, hope nobody steals it because you know you guys are going to automatically assume it's me. If you, if you notice, we we didn't put it on a blackboard. We put it on a whiteboard. Yeah, I see with yeah. black marker. Yeah, to make it extra oppressive. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah. you know. So sometimes it happens. Uh, yeah. Sorry, bro. Sucks. Uh, but DJ got his name on the board. I think it was for telling a terrible fucking joke, um, which doesn't surprise me. So you got. Four checks left to go before it's time to run. Yeah. How, okay. So, question, legitimate question: Can your name and check marks be erased? Yeah, if you tell some funny joke, but like that ain't gonna happen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like I mean, I mean, you better go work. You better go. That stuff work. comes around every now and then. All bro. Right, I mean, sometimes well, I get some you know, some inspiration. We already had to take away your two. I feel trophies. like cream soda was pretty. I mean, that. that, that Yesterday was pretty funny. Well, who made it funny though? 
Did you make it funny or I did I make it funny by pretending not to know? No, you knew. No, you knew. No, I did know. You know. <laughs> Bro, no, what you mean? What you mean is I didn't. You know. didn't know. Yeah, you had no idea. No, I knew. But I, motherfucker, I knew. Did he know? He had no idea. He knew. He knew. No, oh, he look at that! See, wink. Now, nah, bro, he just See, this just white dude sticking weak. together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, Joe. All right, I didn't know. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't. I didn't know that cream soda was a white people thing. Yeah, it's fine. It makes sense though, because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's real. We got Q and AF. We got Q and AF, man. Let's get into these All right. uh, guys. Question number one, Andy. In your personal development journey, have you ever lost belief in yourself because it was taking too long or something didn't work out the way you wanted it to? And if you did, how do you overcome this lack of belief, um, or I guess, impatience in time? Yeah, I think people think about uh, belief as if it's like, like once you have belief, it's just always there. And that's not how it works. At least that's not how it works for me. Um, you know, belief sometimes it's going to be really strong and sometimes it's not going to be there. And, um, you know, when it's not there, I've had to work really hard to consciously remind myself of the things that I've done in the past. Um, and then also think about the logical way of how I'm going to accomplish what it is I believe in, like the actual step-by-step -step plan. Because usually when you have a lack of belief, um, it's because your emotions are involved. You're down, your momentum's low. And so, you know, you have to really separate yourself from the way you feel versus what's reality. Mm. And so that's how I think about it. And, you know, there's been a number of times in my life where things have gotten really bad in business, you know? Um, I mean, it, it's, it's never like, like out of, like, say like 10 days, right? Like, this is how I would describe it. You know, like, Three of those days, you might feel really good. Three of those days, you might feel okay. Three of those days, you might be like, fuck, how am I going to do this? And it kind of like, that's kind of how it is, you know? Um, but I think the key to, and, and the way to think about this would be to consider when your belief is the strongest and what habits were you to, uh, completely dialed into when that was going to make on. That, that, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. for me, like, like, um, you know, I just be real here. Uh, you know, I had, I injured my shoulder really bad last September. Um, I waited for 90 days because I wanted to see if it would heal before I even got an MRI because I'm stubborn about going to the doctor, especially during all the COVID shit. I didn't want to go. Well, you're in uh, the best shape of your life. Yeah. I was, like, a, I mean, dude, I was in the, I was in the absolute best shape of my life by a lot. And, um, you know, so, I had surgery in December. Uh, like, dude, I was in a sling for six weeks. When I got out of the sling, I had zero mobility in my arm. Like, I couldn't move it in an inch. It was just hang there. I lost all my muscle. I lost all my physique. Uh, and with that, you know, mentally struggled. Um, because training is such a massive part of my life that, you know, not having that outlet has been very difficult for the last year. I would say this last year for me, has been probably the hardest year so far. Uh, but it's also been the, the year where I made the most money and been the most successful. Um, but mentally, it's been the hardest year uh, and physically. And now, you know, 
I'm back to where I can train just within the last week or so where I could train what I would say the way I like to train. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I could feel my mental starting to come back. And so, you know, I failed 75 hard this last uh, weekend mm-hmm. uh, because I got super fucking sick. And, um, you know, I'm just looking at it like I'm starting 75 hard for the first time ever and I'm rebuilding from scratch. And as I get through that, my, my skills and my discipline and my confidence and my, and my grit and my fortitude and my belief and myself will all come back. And I know that because I know how the program works. So sometimes, you know, it's just like you got to admit where the fuck you are and say, all right, I'm fucking down. I need to lock back in and get dialed in and tune this up. And that's why I call it a program and not a fucking challenge because it's right. a tool that you use when you need it. Yeah. So when you recognize that your belief is low, one of the things that you can do is manufacture momentum uh, towards where it is you're trying to go. And usually the belief is only low for two or three days and it starts to come back. And the longer you progress with that momentum, the stronger the belief gets and the more, you know, that's how it, it starts to gain it back. We are in control of our momentum. People don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Like people think momentum is something that we catch, like a sailboat catching some wind. That's not how it works. Or somebody gives it to us. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it's not magic. It's yeah. we manufacture it. Mm-hmm. You know, you string, you win one day, then you win the second day. Then you win the third day and you win the fourth day. It's about creating a streak. And unlike, you know, baseball where, you know, there's, you're going to fail 30% of the time, or I'm sorry, 70% 70, of the time yeah. to even be in the hall and you'll still be in the hall of fame. Um, you know, with these, these, with this kind of shit, you are in full control of your execution. So like you can bat a thousand on your daily execution. If you bat a thousand and win your day on Monday, and then do it again on Tuesday and do it again on Wednesday, do it again on Thursday. Even those four days are going to set you up to catch some momentum. So, so you need to think about momentum more so as something you create, not something that just magically happens to you. And when you can start to understand that and then start to create it, then you're also in control of the belief level that you have. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's my tips on, on that. I, let me follow up on that, Andy. How do you approach like the, the time constraints that people, the society maybe, can put on different milestones, goals like that, right? Like, like how do you approach that? Like, if somebody like such, tells you it's going to take you 10 fucking years to make a billion dollars, and no matter what you think you can do, it's not going to speed it up, not going to slow it down, do you accept that, or do you still in your mind try to fight that? Well, look, this is why it's important to be mission-based, and this is why it's important to understand and love your mission, because none of us know how long it's going to take, hmm. Right. So I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get to where I want to go or, or get my companies where I want to go. But what I try to do is build the process into something that I enjoy doing, right? And, and if I can enjoy that time, then the time becomes irrelevant because I'm enjoying my life. Mm. You understand? You're going to look up one day and I'm like, fuck, here we go. Yeah, are. it's just yeah. there. Yeah. So like, you know, don't focus, overly focus on like, you know, I want the money, start focusing on solving the fucking problem and doing it in a way that you enjoy. And like, you know, sure. Yes. You, you, in the beginning, like for me, like for me to, you know, make my first million dollars and shit like that. Okay. Um, I was very focused on the million dollars. Right. And I grinded my ass off for a long time to get to that level. And it was agonizing. Okay, but I'm, what I'm trying to explain is once I shift my perspective from just getting that level of success, right, 
into how can I solve the problem better? How can I improve my business? What can we do better? How can we serve our customers better? How can we get them better results? How can we do this and that and this? How can I innovate our processes? And I started focusing on just always trying to improve. The money just then came and it felt effortless um, because I wasn't focused on it. It's like watching a a, a, a pot to boil. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and it's also more effective. Like, like dude, you, you're not in business. Like people say, oh, why, why does your business exist? To make money. No, it doesn't. Your business exists to solve fucking problems. And then the money is the byproduct of how well you solve the problem. Mm -hmm. That's a fundamental reality of how business works. And you'll have plenty of people that'll fucking tell you different, but not one of them have bigger bank account than me. So <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. <laughs> so like I've lived it. I've built it. You can come here and see my shit. You know, you see the products all over the fucking place. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. And I've lived pre-internet, post-internet, and it's... You know, there's guys out there that say, it's all about the money. 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 It's not all about the money because, dude, once you have a certain amount of money, the money doesn't mean anything to you anymore. It, doesn't, it just doesn't. Like, you're going to get to a point where you're going to have enough money. And I know this is hard to believe because a lot of people are struggling right now. But if you keep your fucking head down and work through this opportunity that's getting ready to present itself, you're going to eventually get to a point where you have enough money that you're living exactly how you want to live. And you literally have no use for the extra money that you get. And so you start looking at ways to, you know, be a, uh, into charities and things like that. But the point is, it doesn't drive you anymore. It doesn't fulfill you anymore. It's not exciting anymore. And when you get to that point, all right, what the fuck? What do you do then? Yeah. Right? So you have to care about how it is that you make your money if you want to be happy. Because you spend so much time trying to achieve these goals that if you're fucking doing something you hate, bro, not only will it seem like it takes forever, but it'll actually probably take forever because you won't work that hard at it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to think about it. And I used to be a money-driven person when I didn't have money. But I'm just telling you, when I flip my mind to solving problems versus making money is when the magic started to happen. That's real. Guys, Andy, question number two. I recently started a company and hired an old boss of mine. Okay, we have a great relationship, except sometimes he says things in front of the new employees that could come off as undermining my authority. I'm afraid that this will spread to other employees, and I don't want to lose my friend as he's a hard and good worker. How would you handle the situation? Yeah, you got to pull him aside, and you got to say, hey, look, uh, and by the way, this is normal. This is fucking normal shit. This mm -hmm. is not like relationship ending. You don't have to fire people for this. A lot of times, people just don't realize they're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, you pull him aside. You say, hey. When you do this and this, it makes them not listen to what the fuck I'm saying. And it cheapens our whole, our ability to get to where we want to go. So if you disagree or you think something, tell me, but tell me not in front of them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's all it is. It's a conversation to, you know, this is like communicating with, you know, uh, you know, as a, as a family or as mm -hmm. a business or as friends or anything. This is more so just about being clear in your communication. Like, yeah. you know, hey, DJ, come here for a second. Mm -hmm. Look, dude, um, when I'm talking to the guys, don't, don't say anything this way. Because if you say it like that, then it makes it look like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah. So, like, that's going to fuck up our ability to get ahead. So, you know, next time, 
you know, just tell me that in private afterwards and I'll correct it moving forward. And I'll do the got same it. for you. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And that's that's See, it. That's, that's what I don't get, man. Cause I feel like, I mean, obviously we know a lot of people have issues with confrontation, but like, especially if it's your boy, like this is your friend, this is your like you yeah. shouldn't have no issues saying, like, yeah. hey, look, dude. <laughs> what is that? I you know, listen, I don't know because I think it's just unfamiliarity with the with being comfortable having conversations. Because when I, I can remember like when I was younger in business, yeah. um, I can remember having anxious feelings about having to talk to Chris about something that was important, you know, when we were in our first, you know, four or five years of business. Um, I can remember those things, yeah. like, you know, but now, you know, now I'm 23 years in the journey, about to be 24. Um, like it just comes out now. Like I don't even think <laughs> about it at all, you know, and that could be bad too. So, um, <laughs> So, you know, I think it's just unfamiliarity, you know, practice, you know, I think you practice communicating, become a good communicator, you know, and what you realize is after you shoot straight a couple of times, it actually moves everybody uh, further, you know, towards where you want to go at a quicker rate. Everybody's happy with that, mm -hmm. you know, because everybody wants to get there. Yeah. I, th I think that confrontation piece, I mean, just being able to just go out and have those conversations is so crucial right now, bro. Because everything's online. Everything's here. So, like, we've removed that social, yeah. even, like, obligation to fucking just talk to people. Man. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, something that people, especially, you know, under the age of 25, who have literally grown up on the internet, maybe even under the age of 30 now, um, you guys need to practice your direct communications and without being rude. Yeah. You know, not, like, like the main reason people have anxiety is because they like anticipate this being an argument of some, mm -hmm. some sort, right? Mm -hmm. There's no need for this to be an argument, bro. Like we're trying to fucking win together, you know? And I think when you really break down why you're anxious, it's, it's because you know, you're, you're projecting your frustration onto them and you think their reaction is going to reflect that frustration. When in reality, um, if you just say it calmly, they'll just go along with you and yeah. it'd be no big deal. Yeah, I'm not saying if anything, that anxiety keeps you from fucking for sure. You know what I'm it saying? Makes like, it worse. You know, there's consequences. Like yeah. if I say some dumb yeah. shit, I'm probably gonna get knocked yeah. out. Like, yeah. So just try to be direct. <laughs> you know, um, and and it's required, man. This yeah. is not an optional form of uh, communicating to be successful in business. Like yeah. if you don't do that, if this person doesn't have that conversation, what he's afraid of will happen. Mm. <clears throat> Guys, our third and final question. Uh, Andy, question number three. My business has made a push to prioritize American companies, uh, as in uh, our suppliers and vendors. As an IT company, many of our uh, largest software vendors are like Microsoft, where they're associated with the WEF, uh, with few viable alternatives. I don't want to support globalists, period. Is there any advice on how to purge my vendor list of corrupt companies? Yeah, do some research, bro. There's small, there's smaller companies out there that do what it is you need to do and that are here that will work with you 100%. There's other people like you that have the same beliefs as you that want to work with you that are mm -hmm. out there. They're just not named Microsoft. Right. And it's not as easy as like going on Amazon and just ordering some shit. Mm -hmm. Like part of what we need to understand here is that for us to take our country back in the way that this person is, is referring to, uh, you know, supporting American jobs, supporting American-owned uh, products as much as we can, um, and then also creating American manufacturing back here in in, in America. 
uh, you know, what you have to realize is, is that that's, that's going to be inconvenient at first. Like there's going to be some inconvenience involved. Like you, you know, instead of going to Amazon, you go down to the fucking, you know, store down the street of, you know, that's somewhat smaller. Whatever it is, brick and mortar. Yeah. 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 In America, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just shit like that. Like that's, if you want to make those changes and I'm not even saying Amazon, I'm just saying in general, like if you're trying to, if you're trying to, you know, not give Walmart your business, go to the fucking farmer's market. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. shit like that. Like, so if you're doing B2B, understand that there's lots of other people out there that feel the same way you feel that you just haven't connected with yet. Yeah. You Would know? you say this is any different than like, I mean, cause I'm like, you've been in business 24 years. How many other business relationships did you have to cut off? Just whether it was just bad business practices, whatever it is, you know, I'm like, it's a natural thing of business, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, usually dude, I mean, we, we build relationships over long periods of time and usually, um, the disagreements that, that we might have, I, I try to work primarily with smaller companies mm-hmm. that are, that are here. Like I've always done that. So like we have the relationships built. Um, I don't really do any, you know, a bunch of shit overseas. Like, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like most companies, like in the shit that we do have, that's not made in America. We are working to get made in America right now, you know? So it's, it's a process. Um, you know, p- customers have to understand that and be patient with companies that like, dude, manufacturing has, has basically abandoned the United States for a long time. The massive void. Yeah. yeah. And so like, it's very hard for companies to get good quality, th- you know, items in some, some industries that are made here. So, you know, customers should be fucking patient about that and understand that companies are trying to bring that shit back. Um, but to this gentleman, uh, you know, look, dude, uh, there's lots of other people out there that feel the same as you that, that you're, that offer what it is you're looking for. You just got to dig deeper and start looking for it, you know, and th- and then build relationships with those companies for the long term. Because the truth of the matter is people are becoming far more aware of what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are not wanting to shop with these companies that are affiliated with world economic forum because they're realizing that they're getting their funding based upon uh, political ideology inside their company, which is then forcing the political ideology through the company. And that's why, you know, you people that work for these big companies, you got to do all this fucking crazy shit. It's out of control. Everybody agrees. Um, so the way to stop that is by stop shopping with those companies and start shopping with other companies. You know, if you work for one of those companies, maybe you should consider working with a smaller company that represents your own personal, uh, ideals and values. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it's important for people to decide where they want to stand um, because it's not, we're in a dangerous place. And, and if people don't make a stand and don't start inconveniencing themselves, you know, we're going to be fucking China eventually, like in a literal way. Yeah. So you have to be aware, you know, you have to do the best you can. Um, and if you're a smaller business, you know, th- this is an opportunity to get ahead of the curve because that curve that I'm talking about, like the, the American made goods and all that, that's going to take a few years to really get into play. So, because dude, of the adjustment period I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. The manufacturing just doesn't exist. So there's it once literally those manu- has to be built. Yes. Yeah. Once yeah. those manufacturing uh, facilities for all of these different items, you know, any goods start existing here in America again, then you're going to see that resurgence really pick on. So like, why not start that now? Mm-hmm. Start that process now. Do the best you can. You see what I'm saying? 100%. Man. Yeah. Guys, Andy. That's three. Cool. Pay the fee. All right. Guys, if you like the show, if you uh, got some 
good quality info out of the show. If it made you think, made you laugh, gave you a new perspective, please share the show. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad.